0: This is the Organizational Health Advantage podcast with Keith Hadley and James Felton, Principal Consultants at Table Group. They're in the business of coaching leaders to build strategic focus and cultural alignment that leads to amazing results. This podcast is for leaders who are looking to increase productivity and morale while decreasing politics, confusion and unwanted turnover. Welcome to the Org Health Advantage.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Org Health Advantage podcast, where we discuss and dissect what makes great leaders, high-performing teams, and great organizations. Today, we'll be discussing the vision for organizations and leadership teams, specifically focusing on setting a three-year vision and how to best go about doing that. So I'm here with Keith Hadley. Let's get started talking about these three-year visions. Keith, as you know, we're going to talk about vision and um, this is an exercise we both do with our clients to help them get aligned on where they want to be in about three years. Some companies will try it, uh, you know, looking at two years, other companies, five years. But I think three years is that sweet spot. What do you think? Oh,
0: yeah. I think the danger is over overextending yourself and getting this confused with purpose. We are, we've already answered the question, why does this company exist? Now we're just trying to answer the question, what, do, what does this look like in three years, right? Super practical, super simple.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so what we like to do with our clients is what we call the Everest exercise. And we ask them to map out, you know, three years from now, you've climbed this mountain. What does your company look like? And um, Keith, why don't you talk about a couple of the things we, we ask them to think about?
0: Yeah. So just visually, if you picture like a flip chart or a whiteboard up in the top right corner, you see a little mountain peak with shrouded in and fog. And we just ask some really simple questions like what, it, when, you know, three years from now, what what would we expect to see? And like, wh- how about our revenues? What are our revenues going to be? OK, 100 million. Great. How many employees will we have? Uh, 150. How many do we have today? 50. OK, great. So we're going to triple in size. OK, what else? What kind of customers are we going to have? Um, what markets are we going to be in? Um, physical locations, how many plants? How many geographic regions are we going to serve? You know, And we just keep peppering them for just just give us a quick factual snapshot, a picture of the future in sort of hard conceptual terms uh, or hard factual terms. And then maybe a couple of conceptual ones like what, what are our competitors saying about us in three years? What are our customers saying about us in three years? But just yeah. gathering these facts, just a little cloud of facts and ideas around the mountain
1: peak. Yeah. So it could be uh, revenue, profits, locations, employees, products, um, Events. Events often it's like, hey, in three years we want an IPO. Yep. Events. Absolutely, that's great. And what I like to do is put that flip chart up on like the right side of a conference room wall. Yep. and then let's answer all those same questions for current state. Yeah, yeah, you know, like company by the numbers
0: today. And often it's great because you see somebody like the finance guy or the engineer, and they, they have like their calculator out and they're trying to figure out like, all right, and we're like, okay, that that's good, but keep it simple. Like, don't overthink this. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're, this is order of magnitude. Okay. We're going to, I was with the client last week and they realized they're going to add a thousand people in the next three years. I just did simple math. So let's take a thousand divided by 36 months. Yeah. So you're going to be adding this many people. In fact, I think it was more like 14 or 1500. And I was like, so on average, you're going to be adding about 40, 50 people a month. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. We, we need to get our recruitment
1: engine going like now. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's great. And so I love that. put the current state flip chart on the left side of this conference wall, giving some space, but allowing people to see where the, the company is now and where we have identified we want the company to be in three years and think about what's that gap? How do we fill that gap? Yeah, and then yeah. using our thematic goal model to get there. Yeah, and with that three years, if you just divide it up into tw- two thematic goals a year, you're looking at six thematic goals. But what's that first one, and maybe what's that second one? Yeah. And and companies that have done this really well, uh, you know, like Gray Days and or WDS, they then have this you know roadmap that when you look at it at that three-year mark, you look backwards and see all these thematic goals, they seem really smart and intuitive, but what this thematic goal process does is actually let you be agile through it. So you can think about, all right, that first thematic goal, since we're using Everest, let's get to base camp one and reassess where we are. You know, how are we making progress to that that Everest or that three-year vision? And then let's, Let's think about thematic goal number two. What do we need to accomplish in this next six-month hike? Yeah, you know, and um, and those companies always say, like, "Boy, we, we seem so strategic," but really, what we gave ourselves was the ability to be agile and plan accordingly, keeping that yeah, vision I, I think, in mind.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's such a good reminder. Is that the, the primary purpose of this is about aligning the team around a common picture of the future? Um, Paul Stancic, who's at Parker Gale, a private equity firm in Chicago, wrote a terrific article. He calls it company one and company two. And in between is the executive team. And they're standing in that gap between these two companies that they manage, the one they have today and the one they're trying to get to. And this is less about trying to then specifically map out our two-year goals and three-year goals that will base our incentive compensation structures. No, it's not that. This is about aligning a team around a common sense of where this is all going and uh every time we've done this we've our clients have made discoveries like oh we are not giving enough attention to like the example i already gave our recruitment engine or we are not you know if we're going to have four new product lines in three years that means like we better have one in the pipeline right now and so what what is that and are we resourcing it enough um so yeah i i that it's a great visual. And, and the goal is just to keep it simple, keep it, keep it high level, keep it practical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite examples of this was when you and I were working with Dr. Squatch. Yeah. And they had done the, the pre-work to think about again, you know, revenue, profit, uh, you know, products, all that. And, uh, and they put some numbers up there and they looked back at that Everest flip chart and said, I don't know if we could get there. Like, those are pretty aspirational. And you and I looked at them like, wait, look at the progress you've made over the last two years. You you guys are going to crush this. You know, in fact, we don't think those numbers are high enough. And in, in actuality, they probably weren't. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I,
0: especially for early, early, early stage, high growth, fast growth companies. Yeah, um, you know, we we often see that that there's 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 stages that you go through. There's there's life stages of the business, and so whether it's you know the the early stage of like founder centric to then team centric, right? Founder centric, it's all about the idea, of the product. Team centric, it's all about getting a team in place. And then you kind of move into like function centric. And when you look at that Everest, you start to see how the shift of emphasis is going to start to occur here around the third base camp or here around the fourth or fifth base camp. Like we're going to have to start putting in some policies and procedures and structures, but not yet. That's on the horizon. Like that's down the road a piece. Let's, I think it, it frees teams up to think about the things that are really immediate right now. Uh, and and gives them permission to put some things further down the road and not worry about them right now until we get this part nailed. So I, the base camp analogy is awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, in thinking about this, the reason I think you and I really like this Everest vision exercise is because we realized over time that if you don't have that, you can make improvements but those improvements aren't necessarily all going in the same direction, right? You know, with the same end in mind. And yeah. having that vision, uh, doing that exercise allows you to keep blazing this trail to this end in three years. And it yeah. keeps you really focused on the things that are going to help you get there, as opposed yeah. to just making these little one off improvements in the organization that will be helpful. Yet, yeah. Just not focused. James,
0: I just had this insight as you were saying this. A big part of our table group process is thematical. And the power of a thematical is just undisputed. Yes. Like, like what is most important right now? That's the answer to question five. Um, what this allows us to do as a nice parallel thought experiment is, is to recognize that over the next three years, there's going to be some significant shifts. And I was just thinking about different clients. Like, like the theme of the next two years or one year is going to be like product improvement, product growth, or a go-to-market strategy, or diversification of customers. Or it's like, hey, in here, it's got to be about operational efficiency. How are we going to scale operations to meet up with growth? Or there's going to be like a major push for market share, followed by a major push for EBITDA, you know, efficiency and profitability. You know, I think it it helps. Maybe it's just because I'm sort of a big picture conceptual guy to begin with. But I love to see teams start to wrestle with kind of the grander movements or the progression of thematic goals. Right. And you said this earlier, you know, the temptation is to say, well, we're going to be able to plan out every thematic goal from now until Everest. That's not how it works. We might for sure have clarity on this thematic goal. We have a sense of what the next and maybe the next, but then it goes behind the fog. And so we have conversations, but we're always going to have this rolling Everest uh, conversation about, about where this is all headed. And I think that's, that gives teams the clarity they need without trying to artificially paint
1: a step-by-step roadmap that we're going to follow, because that's never going to happen. Right. And in fact, when you climb Everest, that doesn't happen either. <laughs> you know? right, exactly. You get to a base camp and you reassess everybody's health, Your supplies, the weather, and the actual trails, because it's so busy on the mountain these days that you have to assess which trail is going to be most productive for you to take. And then you get to the next base camp and you do the same thing, assess everybody's health, supplies, weather, trails, and, you know, and so you can never plan out exactly how you're going to get to the top of Everest because there's just so many things that are changing, but you do know you want to get to the top of Everest.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I just remember it as you're saying that when we were with WDS, we had a great conversation where we, this, this thing got a little bit more enriched in a very productive way. So yeah. first of all, we painted a really p- clear picture of Everest, right? Right. Then we just did a great job of saying, this is where I see this company going. This is what I see our potential as being. And then we started thinking about just the construction industry. It's like, all right, Hey, let's just make a list. Let's be honest. What are things that we do not control? Like, we don't control the economy. We don't right. control interest rates. We don't control what some of our largest clients are going to do, how fast they're going to grow, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We had a long list just to acknowledge here's factors that we need to be paying attention to as we go up this progression of base camps. And then it was fun to say, okay, but what are the things that we actually do control? Well, yeah, we control our sales process, we control operations, we control hiring we control our prices, we control our quality, you know, and, and then it was like, you could see the spirits of the team lift again, like, yes, that's right. We do have managerial control over all these factors. And somehow just seeing all that in one place, yeah. I think gave everybody a little bit of like confidence and excitement and context around back to question five, okay, in light of all of that, what's really most important right now. And let's right. just dive into this
1: next three to six months of good work with that broader context. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's awesome. That I remember that, that was so true and so powerful for that group. Um,
0: Have you had clients ask you like, hey, can you come in and do a strategic plan? Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: So,
0: like, <laughs> like is, is what we're talking about, is it strategic planning? What do you think? I think
1: it I think it absolutely is. Okay. Uh, it's you know with the idea and the ability to be agile and change things. Yeah, you know. I think I think I would say like it accomplishes what
0: a strategic plan is intended to accomplish, but if you lay that out a lot of folks would say, "Well, that's not strategic
1: planning. Like where's your competitor analysis? Where's you know?" And I think I think you could add, and we actually did this with a client recently when developing that that Everest, we, we looked at what competitors were doing yeah, and we looked at potential opportunities in the marketplace, you know, things that we should be keeping in mind. Um, But it, it, it didn't need all the detail that some people think, right? Because what we're really doing is thinking about what we want to be three years from now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So to be fair, this is not going to provide enough detail for like a strategic plan that you would show potential investors, right? right? It's not going to be your business plan with, you know, attached Excel spreadsheets. Right. Um, What this is, though, is I think it actually is your strategic plan. You know why you exist. You know what you do. You know how you're going to succeed. You have a good picture of the future that you've aligned around and then you've mapped out what the next six months focus is going to be in light of that Everest. And then question six, of course, is then you've mapped out, well, who's going to be doing what? Like, do you really need more of a plan than that?
1: I think that's, I don't think so. I don't think so. Having that, having that three year vision keeps you on track and then utilizing the three, the thematic goal exercises keeps you, you know, making progress with the ability to reassess, you know, when you, when you hit that base camp, you get to reassess the market, you get to reassess, um, you know, what's going on with employees. Uh, You you know, maybe you made more progress, maybe you made less progress than you thought you would. All right, let's come up with a thematic goal that has all that in mind.
0: Yeah. Gary Gray, who leads uh, Gray Days uh, outside of Atlanta Alpharetta area, um, he sent us once a picture that showed, I think it was 12 or 13 thematic goals put into yeah. progression, looking historically. And yeah. he framed each one like like retired jerseys in their corporate office. And I think now you look at where he's taken his business. They, you know, more than doubled, tripled in sales. And you look at that progression, and you say, man, he was a genius. And he would be the first to say like, Oh no, let me be clear. We were making this up one step at a time. Yeah. Right? But yeah. in retrospect it's true. It's like, wow, that, that that was a a progression of really good thematic goals that put his company in the best position to succeed for for he, for he and his employees who are all owners of the business. And so, you know, yeah, it, it, in retrospect it looks genius. Looking forward it just looks proactive and strategic and thoughtful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly exactly you know it's i mean we just had the super bowl and it's almost like that you know you you have some ideas of what's going to work you know you want to win the super bowl but at halftime you're reassessing yeah you know uh okay they're doing this to stop us we've got this advantage over here it's worked out well you know let's keep leveraging that let's you know get away from the run up the middle a little bit you know those types of things um, and so this this vision, this three-year Everest vision, we know where we want to be, but we give ourselves the ability to be thoughtful and planned in six months increments with a yeah. the thematic goal.
0: Yeah. And I think probably take a few minutes on every single offsite or maybe an hour every offsite and just review it. Where are we on this progression? Absolutely. Um, so here's a provocation. If somebody's listening to this, uh, we'd love to hear. Like, send us a picture of what your of what your Everest looks like. Uh, doing for yourself, doing for your family, right? Why not? Like, hey, how do the next
1: three years look? Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's great advice. So, all right. Again, Everest is a vision, a flip chart with where you think you want the company to go. You know, obviously utilizing the team's input. Um, where you want to be in three years use another flip chart to identify current state against that and then use the thematic goal idea to to plan out where you're going to be every six months and once you get there do another thematic goal for the next six months keeping that Everest flip chart in mind as you go all right thanks so much and uh, we look forward to having you on the leadership forum podcast next time Thanks
0: for listening to the Org Health Advantage. Your hosts, Keith and James, are helping leaders change the world of work and invite you to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. For more resources on building stronger teams and organizational health, check out tablegroup.com. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.